Welcome to another episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support. This week on Top Lines and Tales, I have a, a good friend of mine that we've known for a long time through the cattle world, uh, Bob McWalter there. And you're, you're across in the west there, Bob, I think. Yes, uh, at Korpach, just outside Fort William, Andy. Okay. I've uh, I've got my niece staying here this week. She was in Fort William a couple of weeks ago and said it was it was glorious up there. So, uh huh. You've you've had, you've had a bit of a wet spring though. I think a wet summer up uh, till now. It has been earlier on uh, with a tremendous spell of weather May into June, and then it broke. But uh, yeah, it looks as if it's picking up again. Okay, good, good, good. Well, let's just, just let's go back to 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 your history a little bit there, Bob. I've known you in the last ten or fifteen years, but just uh, where's home to you originally? Are you from that part of the world? No, Andy. Originally born and bred in Forfar. Okay, right. So you've, you've moved. You've moved gradually west. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. And uh, you're born into to, to a farming a farming life. Yes, there was that uh, was you. B- b- both sides of my family have were in agriculture. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And and, and w- where did that take you? What you got? What what got you into the cattle showing bit that I know you of from? <laughs> well, my my father was employed at Downey Ken. Uh huh. And Downey Ken had an Aberdeen Angus herd. And that's where I started with the interest in cattle. Okay. And they'd be be selling Angus bulls back at Perth back in those days? Oh, yes. That was, yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It was R.S. Watson and Sons. Right. Okay. In in amongst the big prices there, what sort of years are we talking back then? Uh, that would be back in the sixties. The sixties, yeah, of course, when the when the the, the prices were flying high and uh, Perth was uh, full of atmosphere. Yes, yes. Uh, the first time I was allowed to stay at Perth, I was, I think, I was twelve actually. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, got to stay the night, and I mean, I thought it was just fantastic altogether, and I've been connected ever since. Of course, that that old market there. I mean, I. I wasn't, yes. there, I wasn't there that young, but the atmosphere in the, in the old market there was just electric, wasn't it, for bull sales? Unbelievable, yes, it was, right. it was. And, and back then, there'd be a thousand, thousand Angus bulls and a thousand short-on bulls going in. Yes, I, the, the, at that time, yes, uh, indeed, I. Uh-huh. And uh, so, so you, uh, 12 then, so you went into employment then once you got, got away from school, I guess? Yes, well, when I, I left school at 15... Uh, and went to work on, on farms. I worked on various farms. Uh, and then I, I slipped into being a sales rep. Uh-huh. And uh, that's, uh, I actually, I was one of the last people that Hilston Animal Health Services employed. Right, okay. Where was that? Uh, that, that was in Forfar. Okay, still in Forfar, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And and that would get you out onto farms, I suppose, travelling oh, yes. on the farms. Oh yes, so, uh, all through the uh, the Angus Glens and the the, the Angus area, really. And and you'd be dealing with a lot of pedigree pedigree breeders, of course, I guess. Absolutely, yes, I indeed, indeed. Will you tell us a little bit? We'll go into that a little bit more then, because you'll have a few of the secrets then that some of these boys back in the sixties that uh, maybe some of those. Times have changed with the way that they feed beasts nowadays, but they had some, some canny ways of feeding some of these young bulls, didn't they? They certainly did. <laughs> it was uh, a lot of strange recipes going on, and you, you just picked up bits for the old guys. Or they weren't as old at that time. Sadly, a lot of them are 
no longer with us, but you know, the likes of Bert Rugg and people like that. Magicians, magicians, weren't they? And as you said, yeah, they absolutely were. Yeah, and yeah. The, and the way they fed the cattle would be different. But obviously, some a lot of these young bulls, would, of course, would be on the would be on the cows, wouldn't they? Still, right up to yes, until they were. I we we had a number of foster cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, young bulls were sucking them as well. Yeah. Uh, you had to let them out in the morning, and that's really things that we got started, you know, as youngsters, mm-hmm. uh, just general jobs that we were given. And, and they'd feed the calves back then, they'd be feed what, three or four times a day, always dead oh, on yes. the dock when they, right through till the night? Yes, we four times a day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and four times a day, and, and the milk as well. And the, 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 Absolutely, <laughs> yes. But a little, yes. Bit, little bit and often, that's something maybe that's been lost a little bit in the world now that, uh, that our Probably just said. with a lack of time and such like, uh, folk don't have time for that. And, and also, food has moved on, Andy. Yes, true, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of technology into feeds that are available now. As you know, Harbro sponsored uh, my podcast here, and of course they've done a lot of development, as a lot of these companies have, development into the into the specialization of this. And it's Absolutely, it's Andy. Funnily enough, uh, before I retired, I worked for Harbro for the last, what, 15 years. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> And yes, it was really interesting to see just what was going on and research that was being done. As they said, they offer a, a, a nutritional advice, a nutritional service. It isn't just about going there and buying a bag of feed. They'll, they'll tailor, oh, no. tailor the feed the way, the way it should be, don't they? That, that's right. It was very much so. Uh, Willie Thompson was nutritionist, yeah. nutritional director all the time I was there. And... Uh, a very, very able man. A great man, Willie. A great man. We spoke to absolutely. Here and, uh, no, tremendous. I hope his, I hope his health's doing well. I hope he's listening in. But uh, yes, I hope so. But uh, yes, as you said, they they developed and kind of Harbour kind of started a little bit, but it, it more in the sheep side originally, didn't they? With those Aberdeenshire boys there putting these these rations together. Yes, indeed. That, that that would be where it all started off, and then uh, again just with development and new products coming on, uh, different raw materials coming into the game as well. Sure, sure. Uh, and that, that's really where things began to develop. Yeah, and as you say, going back to those days, again, the other the other factor, I suppose, would be back in those days when they're feeding the cattle, they'd have a lot more labour. The labour's not about there anymore. People, people no, there's the not the, not the labour now, no. There'd, no. Be, there'd be four or five stockmen, I remember, remember um uh, Ian Anderson telling me that he was uh, the fourth stockman when he was working at Dirklook, I think. You know, yes, that, that, would, that would be right, Andy, yes, yes. Yeah. I think my good friend Rich Thompson as well, when he started working under with his, uh, with his father, mm-hmm. I think he was fifth carolman. Yeah, yeah. yeah, unbelievable when you think of it now. I'd be lucky if they get one tractorman, let alone, let alone <laughs> to do the job. That's, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But you'd, you'd, you'd have got involved when I knew you'd be involved in, in showing fat stock cattle as well. That would be, be a love of yours. That's right. I think I, uh, one of the first times I'd met you would be at Smithfield when I was there with Bert Payton. Okay, yeah, yeah. Forgot you worked for Bertie. That's right, at the spot. Yes, that's correct, yeah. Um, I've been very lucky throughout my career, really. The, the cattle have been a, a, basically a hobby to me. Mm-hmm. And it's fitted in with my, my, with my job, so... A hobby and a passion, I would say. Yes, I suppose it was really. Yes, I. 
It is, and, and, and you mentioned Bert there, and of course, uh, Bert and, and, and you know, later Wendy there, very successful in, in the fat stock showing, showing world. Oh, absolutely, yes. I uh, was there, I, I helped Bert for a start when he started off in it. Okay. And then I, I moved across to the West Coast for uh, my, my job, so it wasn't so easy then. Sure, sure. So, but uh, so when you moved across to the west, then who who were you working for? For uh, uh, well, I actually showed Highlanders uh, for Knock Lodge. Okay. Ah, uh, no, Knock Lodge. Remember the Montgomery. That's right. Yeah, lovely people. Lovely yes. people. Okay, and you'd be bringing out Highland, and that Highland job has changed as well. Again, you'd be back in the halcyon days when the good days when the Highlanders at Oban would be starting oh, to yes. get the big prices. Yes, so I, when the, the, the Germans invaded. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed they did, and I, I, I'm sure you're at the same sale that I was when I'm seeing a bull sell for, for 20,000, wasn't it, to, um, to, uh, to the Germans, to Herr Baumer. That, that sale. That's right, that, that is correct, mm. that's correct, yes. And the Montgomery's, they'd be Janet Montgomery? Yes, that, that was, the, well, it was actually the owner, they were Mrs. Montgomery's cattle. Right, okay. Okay. Uh, they were her hobby, really. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, later on, <laughs> through through my job, of course, uh, I met David McLeod. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and David came to me saying he was wanting to start a shorthorn herd. Okay. And uh, I left the Montgomery's at that time and went to work for David, and I was with David for 15 years. Right, right, okay. Uh, which was a tremendous spell. He, I must admit he's one of the life's gentlemen, really, uh, and working with him was a real pleasure. Okay. Very enthusiastic. And did you get a chance to start the Shorthorn Herd with him? Were you involved in, in, in the yes, early animals? Yes, I was. Okay. Uh, indeed, the, the nucleus of it was bought from the heifers from Upper Mill and also from Chapelton. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that, that was the start of it. Two good names you've got working with there, that's for sure. Two good, you know, two Absolutely, good, yes. Two good starts there, and, and you'd get out on the show circuit with those then, turning them out at the, at the Highland, I guess? Yes, after a year or two, yeah, and then we were, uh, the Highland was a yearly event for us. We, we always did fairly well, actually, all things considered, so... No. Yeah, that, that was a tremendous time. Well, I know you're back with shorthorns now, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but we've seen a lot of change in the shorthorns over the last 10, 15 years there, Bob. Absolutely. They've changed completely from what was... I mean, all credit to the breeders, I must admit, uh, having the foresight to bring the Mayonjou in. Uh, uh, when I, when I really started with them, they were on the brink of becoming a rare breed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, I'm sure David McLeod and Major Gibb and people like that fought to keep them, and that's why they're where they are now. Well, I mean, they had a lot of work to do. I've done a lot of studying with the Angus, and of course, you, you said you're with Angus, and the same thing with the Angus. They got them that short, yes. le short legged that they were no longer a functional animal, and just coincided That's with correct. the time, of course, when the when the Charolais were coming in and, and the Continentals were coming in and, and stealing their thunder. Oh yes, very much, very much. As I said the Shorthorns now. I mean, they are you know a, a, a fantastic breed and still very much in demand. And hey, the way circumstances have changed, of course, the, the people wanting. Easier fed beasts now and a more traditional bit yes. of fat on them and the, the short ones come in. 
coming right back. Yeah, they, they really have. They've fitted the bill, uh, and a lot of tremendous cattle in the breed now. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly. I mean, when you see the classes at the Highland Show, Yorkshire, Welsh as well, uh, tremendous show of them. It's quite funny, really. I was just saying this year, the first year I showed at the high, showed shorthorns at the Highland Show, there was there are more animals in one class now than was in the whole section <laughs> when I started. Yeah, that would be. Yes, they'd be uh, back then. I suppose there'd be no money, and it would just be the the enthusiasts, really. They wouldn't. Th- that's it, be it. It held the breed together. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Uh, Bob, I'm just going to step back a little bit then to uh, the horses, and I think uh, I'm right in thinking your grandfather was uh, keen in the Clydesdales, would that be right? Yes, very much so. I, ha- harness and decoration was his forte. Okay, okay. Be yes, good. he showed Clydesdales. That's sort of some of my earliest memories. Really, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I... Uh-huh, and uh, no, the Clydesdale's still back in the world, back in fashion again. Now, do you still keep your hand in, still keep, keep an eye on what goes on in the Clydesdale world? I, I keep looking at them, yes. Sadly, I've, I've no, uh, I don't have any connection with them. But yes, I, I, I like to see them. Yeah, yeah, no, tremendous. Yes, I. David McLeod was, was of course, was the Glen Goy uh, um, herd of, of short horns, yeah. Yes, that's right. It started off mainly with blackface sheep, of course. Okay. They were still a big part of it, but yeah. I didn't have anything to do with them, thank goodness. <laughs> You're not a sheep man? Absolutely not, no. I <laughs> know uh, there's many people say the same thing. There's a lot of work in the sheep, that's for sure. A lot of work. Yes, indeed, indeed. I take my hat off to the guys that do it, but uh, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> No, fair enough, but you're still, you, I mean, you retired, Bob, but you haven't retired, have you? You're still everywhere that I go to, and you're still bringing, bringing livestock out, and still involved in it. So tell me sort of where you went on to after your, your retirement. Uh, well, obviously, after the Glenglory herd was sold, uh, I, was, I went to help Balna Broich at Pitlochry. Okay, right. Uh, and I, I went to help out at a Highland show, and I ended up being there for nine years. Is that right? Who, who would be on? Uh, that be Shorthorns again? Or Highlanders there, maybe, was it? Oh, Shorthorns. Well, the Shorthorns and Highlanders. Okay. 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 Again, the Shorthorn herd was just starting, or had just started when I went there. So you've been, you've been pretty much Shorthorns for, for a, a long time then, and, and, and a fair expert, and of course do a bit of judging about the Shorthorn ring as well? Yes, I do a wee bit. Yes, Shorthorn and Highlanders, yeah. Uh-huh. No. Still do a wee bit on that. The, the Highlanders, a different type of animal, I suppose, aren't they? But the Highlanders, a different type of work as well as, as a stockman, isn't it? To bring in a Highlander. To- it's, it's, totally, yes. Yeah. It's, it's long term, very much so. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, and a lot of work, really, just to get them right. Yeah, Dre- dressing them out as well isn't quite so oh, easy. Oh, yes, that, uh, it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And you, you'd have taken Highlanders down to, to Smithfield, would you have done that, Bob? No, I showed a Highlander once at Smithfield, and that was for Lee's Castle. Okay, yeah. For the late Donald McDermott, he asked if I could give him a hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was, that was the first time I'd ever touched a Highlander, to be honest. And Donald, again, a great man that we all remember at Lee's ah, Castle. tremendous yes. stockman, yes. A g- great knowledge of the breed, too. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, indeed. Indeed, no. And as you said, the late now, but uh, obviously Smithfield's late as, as well, isn't it? Let's just go on to a few of the, you know, a few of the animals that, the, that you have brought out there over the years. Uh, what would you say would be, be one of your, your biggest achievements in and amongst the cattle world there, Bob? Well, I suppose uh, our stock bull that we bought as a youngster, Upper Mill Recto. Okay. Uh, he he did an awful lot of good, and we did show him at the Highland. He he was senior champion at the Highland. Nice. Okay. Uh, probably the best short horn bull we ever had, and and a good one he was. I thought was Glen Isla Zinzan. Yeah. Uh, who really has left his mark, and uh, there's a lot of his progeny still on the go to this day, okay. uh, coming through Alvi Galaxy. Well, that's the thing, some of these great bulls, you look back in the pedigree and they're never far away, are they? They're, they're, they're never too far away, no, no, they never are. And then, yes, the highlight would be Balnebroich Kermit selling for 15000 Okay, in Yes, that... That was the day my, my good friend Jack Ramsey got 20,000 for his one. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, that wouldn't be that long ago then, we're talking now, Bob? No, 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 that was 2018. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned Jack Ramsey being a good friend of yours, good, good, friend, of, oh, yes. good friend of everybody, and a friend of mine too as well. And one of the reasons yes. I started this podcast was because Jack had such a mine of information going back. Oh, away, didn't he? Uh, I mean, we phoned each other on a Sunday night. Uh, if you wanted to know anything, you'd find out on a Sunday night. <laughs> no, he, a uh, he, he, he was a tremendous character and a very able man. Encyclopedic knowledge, and of course he worked for Tom McClatchy with the, with the Highlanders, didn't he? But as you said, went, right. went into short arms, him and Grace went into short arms in their own right and, and, and were yes. high, highly successful. Yes, I, I first met Jack through the Highland cattle. That was our, our first meeting and our friends. Uh, I, I miss him dearly, I must admit. Yeah, 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 so, so, so do we all. As I said, I think it's one of the reasons why we started the, you know, the podcast here was just yes. to, to record some of that information, and yourself as well, Bob, and not just yourself short. Again, you'd be a man, I can ask a lot of questions. You remember a lot of animals, you need a bit of prompting, but you remember a lot of animals and a, and a lot of people going back, uh, going back through. I, when, you, when you get to my age now, Andy, the memory's no so good. <laughs> well, it's good, to, it's good that we can record a bit of it anyway, and of course, another friend of yours would be Davy Smith as well. You'd be pally with Dave. Ah, uh, Smithy, mm. yes, I, a legend. <laughs> Certainly. Certainly. Uh, yes, I, I could tell you a lot of stories about Smithy. Well, you carry on. There's plenty of, plenty of time for you to tell us if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them you can't tell, but really, I, I just wish, uh, in hindsight, uh, a lot of these guys like Smithy and Fred Smith and people like that, I wish I'd paid more attention to them. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they were tremendously talented guys. They were, as you said, it was just a talent, wasn't it, really? And, and of course, yes. when you weren't talking cattle and, and, and doing your work there, you'd be good drinking buddies as well. Well, it was a wee bit of that. <laughs> and still is. Still is. You're still one of the largest life characters in, in and about the Highland Show. I saw you this time. Let's just go on to, to you've been out showing with the team this year as well. So, so you're still working. Who, whose cattle are you bringing out now, Bob? It's, I, I just uh, do Audrey McDonald's now. Audrey, okay. And, and tell us a bit more about Audrey then. Where is she? <coughs> Audrey's an RS egg. Uh-huh. Uh, Port She's only got about five beasts. Right. And uh, I've always popped up and down just now and again to help her out with them. Sure. But uh, 
since kind of retiring completely, uh, I just go there now. This this year, I finished with Balnebroich last year. Okay, right. So you just go there. But I met Audrey in in uh, <laughs> drying her hair in in the Highland show. I hadn't <laughs> met her before. We we got chatting about yeah. RSA. It's a lovely part of the world across there, isn't it, Bob? Yeah, she's better known for breeding and showing Jack Russell Terrier. Is that right? Okay, I didn't know. Oh that. yes. I didn't know that, but and, and runs a, a caravan site there as well, I think, on, on that part of the world. And that, that's correct, yes. And she's got some pretty good beasts, uh, um, Bob, because I know you were out at the, the Black Isle show just recently, and tell us how you got on there. Uh, one were class, and was male champion, yeah. reserve overall, uh-huh. and uh, Grant, Stephen, and myself, uh, he had his, his heifer champion, and Audrey's bull, we went into the interbreed pairs and was reserving that. Reserving that, okay. That's a, that's a yeah. big show. A lot of people maybe in the South and friends listening in America and Australia wouldn't really understand the significance of the Black Hour show, but it would be the second show in, in Scotland, wouldn't it? Oh, yes. It, I think it's the biggest one-day show in Scotland. Certainly, there's two shows on that same day. There's Black Isle show in the north and Burwatton show in the south, and they both claim That's to be right. both claim to be the biggest one day show in the. But I think the standard of stock at the Black Isle show for the few times I've been there is second to none. Oh yes, oh. yes, it, it is, uh, and draws a huge crowd. Yeah, yeah, it does draw a crowd, and, and as you said, draws some good cattle. So you did. Uh, That's a pretty good achievement there to getting into res- reserve in the interbreed. Oh yes, that, that was really quite a highlight. Indeed, and and more shows to come. Um, not finished this year. Yes, yet. we'll we'll go to Granton on Thursday. Okay, Granton's always a good show too. Good show across bread cattle, at Granton. Uh, yes, uh, maybe not so much now. Uh, like most shows, uh, there's not so many entries coming forward. I, I think it's just down to the sheer cost and time. It's a t- tricky one, isn't it? Because we do need these smaller shows. I mean, everybody goes on about the big shows, but we need these smaller shows to, to, to get get the public into seeing the livestock, I know, but to give, give us a chance to get these animals out there for more than more than. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's vitally important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, you really have to support them where we can. Yeah. 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 And then we'll, we'll have our last show, the, the local show here in Lochaber. Lochaber, okay. Okay, I know where yes. Lochaber is. I didn't know they had a show there. And, uh, yes. That'll be a that'll be a good drinking show, I guess. I guess across the, I, the west. There's an, yes, there's an odd drum goes about. Yes, <laughs> certainly, certainly would it's be right, right at the foot of Ben Nevis. Is that where it is? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I hope you get a dry day on that one. Has that one been yet? Uh, no, no, no. That's a fortnight's time. Okay, okay. Oh, that's great. You're still in I'm glad you found the time to speak to me. Sounds like you're still the busiest. A bit like myself, Bob. I've retired too, and, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> work harder when we retired than when we were. When we were actually at a day job, but uh, no, it's. I think I think you're probably right. Uh huh. But uh, as you said, you get to the shows, and it's about having a crack, really, isn't it? And you know, it's getting farmers out there, and all we'll talk that, about mental health and what have you. But it's nice to get out there and see the folk and, and getting amongst. Oh them. yes. And keep abreast of what's going on because times change all the time. That, that's right. Just keep up with things. I. Oh yes, it, it's great to get to them. It, it, tremendous altogether. And we're a couple of old buggers, I don't know, um, Bob, but there's a lot of youngsters coming into the business now, isn't there? A lot of good, talented youngsters, I would say, coming through, and that's, uh, that's good to see. Yes, it, it's good to see them coming because, you know, you were wondering where the next generation of the stockmen and that's going to come from. But they are there. There's some really talented guys there now. 
and, it, and it's up to the likes of yourself and, and me within reason as well to encourage these youngsters to get into the to get into the job, isn't it? And it's and it's not easy, as you said, to get started, but uh, not really. But let, let them get into it. Let them have a go. Yeah, that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, you got to start start at the bottom, work your way up, and and keep your eyes open and your ears open and your mouth closed. That's about the strength of it. <laughs> if ever we could keep our mouths closed, well, probably not. <laughs> that was always a problem with me, anyway. Uh, well, it's part of the stock in trade as well, especially if you're if you're selling things too as, as well. There, but uh, <coughs> yes, uh-huh. uh, we, we we go back to those Smithfield days. Or you'd come down to Smithfield regularly, and I know we've talked about it a lot on this program. But uh, there were halcyon days down there in in Earl's Court. Oh, it, it was phenomenal. <laughs> the only way uh, the first time I went. Well, I think I showed there was it, it, three times, I think. Mm-hmm. I showed there three times. Uh, I mean, the first time I went, there was <laughs> country boy comes to town. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, never seen anything like it. <laughs> and uh, I've never been at any agricultural show or anything that had the atmosphere of Smithfield. Oh, it was phenomenal, wasn't it? And you see, we get oh, like- Get a few drams and get down, you know, down the town as well. And you know, all that was an eye opener. But the real eye opener was was the, the ability of some of these guys that were showing the cattle were just mar- oh, without masters. a doubt, uh, the lineup of stock that was there was just absolutely fantastic. Uh-huh. Do you have a bit of success down there with your cattle? Uh, I think that well, apart from showing the uh, one for Donald McDermott, yeah, we we a couple of seconds and thirds with birthday, yes. Okay. They were great days, but the fat stock job's getting a bit interesting now because there's a lot of money coming into it, isn't it? And it, and it's there's still the able people in there, I know, but these cattle are getting a hell of a price. Yes, in, indeed, financially, etc. As far as quality, I just I'm, I'm not so sure. I mean, I know it's the modern thing, but uh, a lot of them are not what I would class as show beasts. No. Okay. But then that's a bone of contention. Well, it is. You said it's changing times, isn't it? The old show yes. that we know with the, with the lugs and the, and the big loins on them and <clears throat> maybe just not so much in the back end. Nowadays, it's all about getting the width in the back end and they lose a bit of that in the middle, don't they? That, that, well, that's correct. When you, when you think, looking back at a show beast, you know, like Thunder Flash in his day and things like that, I mean... They were outstanding, a lot of these. I mean, Dancing Queen's another one. Indeed, indeed, Dancing Queen, one of the best beasts I've ever seen. But you mentioned Thunder Flash, of course, was a limousine cross Angus. And, of course, the Angus was, it's the Angus that made the, the character in those cattle back then when the Angus were a slightly different beast, weren't they? Yes, no doubt about that. No doubt about it. They say you can't eat the lugs on them, but a, lugs, a, pair, a good, good pair of lugs makes a lot of difference to a show beast, that's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and still does. I mean, you go in a field now, and you'll still do it, Bob, I'm sure, go in a field, and you'll look through the, through the animals, and there'll be yes. one animal stands up, and it's generally the ones that are standing up looking at you and it looks up at you. Yeah, ab- absolutely right. You see the character coming through them. Yeah, yeah characters. So yes, I, oh, I. Characters so important in, in, in amongst it, isn't it? Yeah. I, I feel it is, yes, yes. Yeah, and uh, we'll... We'll mention one man who's sadly no longer with us today. You probably didn't hear, well, you heard or not that Jim Stober was away, so he died. Uh, he died. Yes, indeed. Uh, very sad indeed. Uh, a, a great man and a great man with a lot of knowledge, but uh, a great way with people. Did you have dealings with Jim? He did. I, I spoke to him again. The only time I ever spoke to him was in Smithfield. Uh-huh. Okay. 
But, I mean, he was a man who had time for everyone. Absolutely. And uh, a man, when I got into my later years in Smithfield, I was a steward there. And uh, sometimes in the, hot, in the heat of the cauldron, you know, when the things are running around and going wrong with him, him and... Uh, and uh, um, Siri and Grant there would just be a steadying, a steadying ear, and they would just, and Donald Bigger as well, for that matter, would, would just. Yes, so I, Donald, yes. Calmness about it, and Donald, another great man that we spoke to. Spoke to oh, on yes, podcast. I. Yeah. Greatly missed, and especially in the short horn breed. Yeah, yeah, no, I did a lot in the short horn breed, and the boys' fair dues are still bringing the short horn cattle on, and bringing the cattle on, and, and uh, good herd of cattle still there at. at, at oh, at, yes, at, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, good. And and the other thing I probably want to mention then is the kiss parties. We've been to a few of those in, over the years there. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, uh, the best ones I kind of remember. <laughs> That's about right. That's a good answer, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, some of the. It's I remember remember going to a lot of parties and never, don't remember coming home, Bob. <laughs> I, that's about the sense of it. And you'll have a bit of that, indeed, I guess. Indeed, but there, there was some tremendous crack there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and you'll have a bit of that this week, I guess, at Granton Show. There'll still be, you'll still get a few beers in the in the beer tent there. Oh, indeed. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. No, yeah. not so many as we used to, though. No, no, I suppose. But you... maybe that's not a bad thing, Andy. No, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps <laughs> not, Bob. Perhaps not. As, as we get on. No, 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 no. Learning to pace myself. <laughs> that's brilliant having the chat with you. Anyway, and as I said, you, you, the, the short ones, you, you're out there, and you'll be you'll be looking for a result, I guess, at Granton this week. Oh, hopefully, yes. Always hopeful. That's right. That's true. Got to be that. If not, it'll be back to the drawing board. <laughs> and d- despite retiring, there no intention of giving it up. Oh no! It, it's what keeps me going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it keeps my uh, Gwen's way sometimes. <laughs> of course, Gwen. Yeah, behind every good man, there's a good woman, and of course, the same, same with yourself. I know. Yes, yes. I've been very lucky uh, through the job as well. I would never have been able to. Do all the cattle showing and cattle work if Gwen hadn't been holding the fort at home. Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, that's great to hear. And uh, oh yes, and uh, do you keep a few cattle at home? Don't still have you kept a few cattle at home? No, 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 no. I've nothing at all. Okay, but uh, you get out there and, and do it. And when you're not showing at the, the shows, you still get out there and, and have a mooch around them. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, uh, usually, I'm, I'm in touch with Rich and Jimmy quite a lot, so. Yeah. We, we keep abreast of the goings-on, and uh, if, <coughs> if they're at a show, I'll get a report at night, and if I'm at a show, I'll report to them at night. Sure, sure. That's, uh, that so uh, we still keep up. Still keep the drums going, yeah, perfect. Oh, perfect. yeah, so very much, very much. No, and I saw Richard the Highlands, good to see him looking well. He was uh, back on good form, I think. Yes, he is indeed. He was at the Black Isle, uh, giving the neighbours the Belgian blues a hand. Was he Okay. Oh, he was indeed, right. and he'll be out at Granton again on Thursday. Yeah, yeah, and certainly another man like yourself that handed a lot of advice to a lot of people over the years and helped oh, helped a lot of youngsters he, come through. Happy to 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 part with his advice in in, in the right direction. Absolutely, absolutely, tremendously talented man. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, talented man you are yourself, anyway. But Bob, but I know you've had a long and fun-filled career in the livestock world and it's great to oh, indeed. it's great to hear your stories and I always enjoy sitting having a yarn with you when we can, when we can catch up at the shows as well and uh, I hope you continue carrying on doing that Bob you should do well we hope to anyway Andy okay well it's been a, an absolute pleasure speaking to you uh, to Bob there and uh, all the very best at Grantown and uh, next time I'm up in Fort William you never know I might just drop in and, and, and buy you a drum 
I look forward to that, Andy. That's brilliant. Well, thanks very much for talking to us on Top Lines and Tales, Bob. Not at all. Thank you. Okay. Keep up the good work. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Top Lines and Tales, your weekly livestock podcast. And as always, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Harbro, for their continued support with this podcast. And as you hear every week of some of these cattle winning these shows and some of our great stalwarts and stockmen in amongst the breed, they're still very much customers of Harbro's and Harbro feeding many a champion in these show rings, but also, of course, feeding a lot of commercial animals across the nation and uh, as well as supplying them with uh, excellent nutritional advice. So uh, we'd like to thank, as I said, Harbro, our sponsors, and look them up on social media or on the internet or contact your local representative. And while you're out there on social media, don't forget to look up our Top Lines and Tales Facebook page and our, join our community in there and uh, you'll find some photographs and various other things to back up this episode. And uh, thank you to all your listeners for staying with me all this time now through to nearly 150 episodes. <laughs>